Hello and welcome to the Skin Lovers Unite podcast, your source for all things skin science, skincare and business. I'm your host Kelly, otherwise known as Skin Queen, and I'm so excited for you to sink your teeth into today's episode. I'm going to jump straight into today's episode because we are talking about one of my favorite things to chat about, and it is about money mindset. Now, if you are a skin therapist, if you are a beauty business owner, even if you're just a business owner in general and you're self-employed and you work for yourself, so you could have an e-com business, you could be a hairdresser, you could be an injector, this episode is going to be very important for you and it's really going to challenge the way that you think. And this was something that I didn't really know about until maybe two years ago. And when I started to do the work on this, completely changed the trajectory of my life, changed my income, changed how much money I was able to earn, changed how I invested in my business, just changed everything so much to the point now where I can pick out somebody's bad money mindset from a mile away. And I first wanted to talk about where we first get our money mindsets from and what exactly is a money mindset. If you've never heard of it before or if you've heard about money mindset, It's basically a series of beliefs, stories, values that we treat as our own and it really dictates how we spend our money, save our money, where we spend our money and how we treat our money in our lives. And it wasn't until I came across one of my very early on mentors that I actually began to realize that I had issues with my money mindset. And oftentimes when you're a business owner, or even if you are in a environment in your work where you have to sell, where you have to retail, where you have to, you know, talk about money with people in general. If you've got a bad money mindset, it can really affect the growth of your business. It can affect your ability to retail. It can affect your ability to meet KPIs and it can really just limit you in so many ways. So I want to talk about where we actually get these, you know, beliefs, values, stories from. They say from the age of zero to the age of seven, we really are like a big sponge. And this isn't like just something I'm saying. This is to do with absolutely everything in your life. So from those ages, if you were constantly hearing your parents say things like, we can't afford that, money doesn't grow on trees, that's expensive. No, we don't need that. We don't have money for that you know, any of those sorts of sayings, then they become instilled in you. But there's actually now scientific evidence to say that our money mindsets and beliefs go way further back than that. And that it can go back two, three, four generations. And these stories stick in our DNA and then really become part of how we live and express our lives financially. And when you're a business owner, this can be very detrimental because As an adult, and especially as a business owner, you have unlimited potential. Just because your mom or your dad or your grandparents or whoever raised you were only able to, you know, earn a certain amount of money, or maybe they instilled in you that you have to work hard in order to earn money, or maybe they really instilled in you things that, you know, oh, wouldn't it be nice or how the other half live? And that implies in itself that you aren't the other half. We carry that with us as an adult and it can really then stuff up everything that we do in business for lack of a better term. You know, I want to be open and honest and share a little bit about my story. And I wasn't expecting to do this, but I want to put it into perspective. So growing up, my parents were 
alcoholics, there was a lot of gambling, there was a lot of debt, and there was a lot of domestic violence in my childhood. My mum then ended up being a single parent. And as a result, money was always tight because she was still sending three kids to school, still had to, you know, buy food for three kids, uh, buy uniforms, school fees, you know, bus fares, the rest, you name it. And all while working herself to really provide for us kids, which I'm ever so grateful for. And I do think that she did amazing with the resources and the tools that she had. But growing up for me, there was a lot of stories around, you know, we can't afford it. It's too expensive. There was a lot of debt. There was a lot of living paycheck to paycheck. There was a lot of scarcity. There was a lot of, you don't need that. There was a lot of must be nice, how the other half live. And all of those things really played a part in the way that I treated money as an adult. And I want to break this down for you even further because you might begin to relate to some of these stories. So then as an adult, obviously I wanted to then go and earn my own money and I wanted to start financially looking after myself and being more financially independent. I got my first job when I was 15 and 15 year olds want a lot of things. We're girls in high school. We're seeing what all the popular kids have at school and the latest thing, the latest, I don't know what it was at the time, like a hip top, flip top Motorola, (laughs) the latest concealer, the latest lip gloss. I don't know what it was we were buying at the time. Gosh, I can't even think. The latest party, whatever it was. And I had to buy these things myself. So in order to do that, I had to work. And because I'd always grown up with the belief that you have to work hard to make money, I did work hard. I remember when I was 16, I had two jobs, (laughs) which is crazy. I was doing a school-based traineeship, which allowed me to work on a Tuesday. And then I also think I worked on like, it was a restaurant. So I think I was working there on like a Saturday and a Sunday night, or maybe it was a Friday and a Saturday night. But then I also worked a retail job at City Beach and I would often work there on a Thursday night and then the Saturday, Sunday shift. And I would always put my hand up to do the Sunday shift because it was always time and a half. But then the flip side of that was because I grew up with parents who didn't always have money, like we were comfortable, but there wasn't an overflow and an abundance like I would have hoped to, like anybody would hope to. I had this ingrained belief that I didn't deserve money and that I didn't deserve to be around money or to have money or any of the sorts. And so what I would do the second I would get my pay slip in it would go out the other way and I'd be quickly spending it on absolutely everything, which then got myself into a pattern of living week to week. And I struggled to save money for such a long time. It wasn't that I had any problems accumulating it. It was that I had a problem with the way that I actually treated it. Fast forward a couple of years, I've obviously grown up, graduated school. I got my first serious job in the corporate world as an educator. And once again, I was on a really good income But because I had that deep ingrained belief of money that, you know, how the other half live, making it as bad if you were the other half to have money and additionally things like, oh, it must be nice and, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and all of these things that I grew up hearing, it was really ingrained in me that I once again shouldn't have money and I'm not worthy of having money in my life. And so at the time I was on a income that was like $60,000, $65,000 a year, which was like nearly you know four or five grand a month right in the peak when I was 19 and 20 years old. And what do 19 and 20-year-olds do? They go out clubbing every weekend. They go out drinking every weekend. 
And so I was the first one to put my hand up and pay for that taxi, pay for that Uber out. I'd be the one who spends all her money on drinks every weekend, buys all of her friends' drinks all weekend, and I was constantly dipping into my savings. By that point, I was like, do you know what? I've got to read The Barefoot Investor and I've got to change my life. And that gave me a bit of structure, taught me definitely how to delegate my money so I wasn't living week to week, but I still dipped into my savings like it was nobody's business. And I could never understand why I could never hold money. And this is when I came across one of my first mentors online and really began to learn about money mindset, where it comes, what it means to be sovereign with your money and how these limiting beliefs and I guess money stories that we grew up with can really affect you as a business owner. And I want to talk about that now. Are you leaving money on the table because you are scared to retail? Maybe you're scared that your clients will feel like you're being too pushy or that you're trying to do the hard sell on them. Girlfriend, you are not alone and this is the reason why I created Queen of KPI. It is projected that the skincare industry alone, so not what we do as therapists, just skincare, will do between $100 billion and $145 billion in 2022 to 2028. So the chances that your client are already using something is high. Queen of KPI is my mini program that will teach you how to successfully get out of your head and overcome your limiting beliefs when it comes to money mindset and start serving your clients and growing your income. Packed with two masterclasses, my brand new branded skin concern flashcards, printed scripts and various clients consultation forms, you will be meeting your KPIs like a queen. Use my code SKINLOVER at the checkout to get 50% off the program and make 2023 your year. So if you are a business owner, this might call you out a little bit, but you know, everything I do, I do with love and kindness to make you aware of the situation and also help you to realize what you're doing so you can work to change it. And if you stay to the end of this episode or this video, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to be sharing with you a few ways that you can actually change your money mindset and a few ways that I have worked to change my money mindset. So if you're a business owner and you've heard all these stories growing up, some of the ways then this might show up in your business is you might feel like that you have to work hard in order to earn money, which can often lead to you feeling burnt out, overworking lots, saying yes to every client, saying yes to every client, which means you have no time for yourself and no time with your family. And as a result, you get to the end of the week, you're exhausted, you're grouchy, haven't connected with your partner, your kids, you've completely checked out and you look at your bank account and you're like, all that for nothing. And that leads me to the second thing. You may feel guilty to increase your prices and charge more. And I've got a lot of clients who are like this. A lot of my one-on-one clients that I speak to are amazing. They are fantastic at what they do. They are booked out. They have wait lists that are like longer and taller than my roof. Yet when I tell them, even if you increase your prices by just $50, you could make an extra two, three, four grand a month. They're like, oh, I don't really want to do that. I feel bad. I feel like people won't spend it. They'll spend that money on me. And that becomes a worthiness thing. And that becomes a money mindset thing. Another way it might be showing up in your business is, you know, if you've been around people like in your upbringing or your family who've 
always gambled or taken money from you. You know, that was something else that I experienced in my childhood. Often mum or dad would be like, can I borrow $20 and I'll give you 25 back because I'll give you interest. So they'd often be taking money from our allowance. So I was so used to money being taken from me. So then there was a point in my business life, which is interesting to say, because I went then the other side, that as I started to earn my own money and be in control of how much I earn, I was holding onto it tightly. I was not letting it go. And it got to a point where I was like, I don't know how else to grow my business. I need to outsource this and I needed to stop downloading all the free things that were popping up on the internet all the time. And I actually needed to invest in a business coach. And that first time that I invested in myself, I felt effing sick. I was like, what have I just done? It was a huge amount of money. I wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be. I wasn't sure if this person was even going to be able to help me achieve my results. And I was just freaking the hell out. It made me feel so sick. And I realized then through doing money mindset work, the reason for this was because I, I like to hold on to my money tightly because as a kid, it was often taken away from me. And that's when I began to realize that I actually need help with this. If you're listening to this or you're watching this and some of these things are resonating with you, please let me know in the comments below. You're not alone. This is like a very, very common thing. Either you're scared to increase your prices, you believe that you need to work hard, you're scared to invest in yourself in order to get to the next level, or some of the bad money mindsets too could just be around what's the value of different things and what's your value and the value of different things that you might be investing in in your business. And it's interesting the way that it shows up. Now that we have a little bit of an understanding of different ways it could be showing up or different stories, and I think this is the biggest part with doing money mindset work, is you need to be aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. You know, in business at the moment, I'm having a lot of people say that they can't even spend $135 with me because they're like, oh, I've had school fees, I've got this, I've got to hold on to my money because there's not a lot coming in. But that is the best time that you need to be investing, especially in mindset work, because it's going to really stump your growth, believe it or not. And there's a lot of reasons why we've just tapped into a few. But now I wanted to chat about different ways that you can actually work to change your money mindset. And these are the ways that I've worked to change my money mindset and probably the most popular thing too. The first is to start reading or listening. If you have Audible, I'm a huge Audible fan. Books on money mindset. I have just started a new book called Sacred Success. Can't wait to share it all with you. It taps into, you know, the limiting beliefs and the money mindsets of women. Also books, things like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The 4-Hour Work Week. Definitely The Barefoot Investor is great for a strategy point of view but I'm sure there's loads of books. And I think the number one book that I've really loved listening to is Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield-Thomas. 10 out of 10. I think that is the best book for any women in business. And anyone who wants to start their own business should read. The next thing is to start becoming aware of these stories that you're telling yourself. If you go to invest in something and you're like, oh, that's really expensive, be aware of that story. Or, you know, if you see somebody driving around in a nice car and you think to yourself, oh, must be nice. Or if you see somebody carrying a Louis Vuitton bag and you're like, oh, how the other half live. 
or just start to notice the little things that trigger you. Another way that money mindset could actually be showing up in your business is if you are having low bookings, low sales, you're not super busy in business at the moment, you could start to say to yourself, oh, that's because, you know, beauty is a luxury at the moment. People are really having to pull back with the price of mortgages and rates increasing and fuel prices growing up, are going up and grocery prices pulling up. All of these little things could then start to really lead you to be like, hold on, is this a limiting belief around money that I'm having? Because oftentimes it is. People aren't booking in with you. I always say this. It's a problem with your marketing and your positioning and also your money mindset. It's not actually a problem with what you think it is. Also too, you want to be aware of these stories that you can start to rewire them. And the way that I did it was literally I went to Kmart. I spent $2 on a journal and I got a pen and I started to write affirmations to myself. So I would write in my journal every single day. I am a wealthy, successful woman and I earn 15K a month comfortably. And this is when I first started in my business. I did this work for about three or four months and I would do it every night before bed. And then I would also say money affirmations. I had a whole self-hypnosis sheet and I would say these a couple of times before I'd go to bed. And within three months, I had my first $17,000 month. (laughs) So I don't know if that's law of attraction or, you know, really rewiring my beliefs, but, you know, these are the little things that helped me. Other things I invested in was a money mindset coach, super important. And gosh, was it challenging. She really, you know, I would always say things like, oh, one day I want to live in a house with a pool. One day I'd like to have a cleaner. One day, one day, one day. And she was like, well, why don't you look at these things now? And I'm like, oh, no, I can't afford it. And she was like, well, go get a quote. Go start looking at a house. Go start working it out. And then what happens is the universe will be there to match you. And you start being like, actually, probably could afford a cleaner. Probably could afford to, you know, upgrade where I'm living and live in a a house with a pool. Well, the biggest one for me was I was like, I really just want to be able to pay myself $10,000 a month, which is huge. And she was like, well, what are you earning now? I was like, oh, like between 30 and 40,000. And she was like, okay, and how much are your expenses? And I was like, oh, six to eight grand a month. And she was like, you can pay yourself 10 grand. And I was like, oh, it just, it didn't feel safe to. I didn't feel worthy enough to. So then I really had to do some work around worthiness and obviously my abundance mindset to just be able to do that. And I did it for a few times. And the few times that I did it, it made me feel sick. (laughs) So it is a process and it is a journey. So reading books or listening to books on Audible, being aware of the thoughts that are coming up and then rewiring them by doing affirmations and journaling. Self-hypnosis is really powerful. So there was a sheet of paper that I actually would read out affirmations to myself every night before bed. But then additionally, I would also listen to sleep hypnosis on my Spotify as I was going to bed working with a money mindset mentor. And the other thing I actually invested in was abundance hypnotherapy. And this was an investment that was $2,000, but energetically, I felt like this is important because if I could invest $2,000 on abundance hypnotherapy, that was really going to help rewire those limiting beliefs, then I'm going to be more successful than I've ever believed. And honestly, now in my business, I average thirty dollars to $40,000 a month And I wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't because of the money mindset work I've done, really. Because strategy will only get you so far. 
And then from there, you have to be like, all right, you've got to overcome the hurdles with some mindset work. And this is why inside of my program, a wildly successful business, that is the first thing we talk about. We talk about mindset. And then we talk about mindset through all the subjects. We talk about it when we talk about time management, when we talk about outsourcing, when we talk about marketing, when we talk about positioning, all of these different things, we always come back to mindset because if you have the strategy but you don't believe it's possible for you, then you're never going to take the action. And I think, was it Henry Ford, he said, if you believe it to be true, it will become true for you because your only limitation is your mindset and what you believe to be true for you and what you believe you can do. If you don't ever think that you are going to be able to earn more than 10 grand a month, guess what? You're going to make it true for you. For me, I'm like, I can definitely earn 50 grand a month and I'm so close to hitting that. It's not even funny. And I think it's because I believe that I'm worthy of it. I believe that it's possible and I believe that I can do it. So I hope that you've taken so much value away from today's episode. If you like it, make sure to give me a review if you're listening on the podcast. Otherwise, if you're watching me on YouTube, give me a big thumbs up and comment below and let me know where you are because I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to know if this really resonated with you and if you have some work to do. Hopefully, I put fire under your ass to do so. All right, I'll see you later.